Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EP Plug Me In podcast. This is EP, your host, and today we have another interview with an artist, drummer, producer that is Long Beach, California-based, as well as Chicago-based, Illinois. These episodes and interviews are for other creatives out there who need a story to make them feel like they're not so alone in their journey. So thank you for joining us, and thank you for plugging in. EP, plug me in. EP, plug me in. Hello, this is EP, host of the EP Plug Me In podcast, and I'm here with my guest today. Why don't you introduce yourself, let everybody know where you're from, where you're based out of, and what you do. Hey, what's up, party people? I'm Illinois. I'm from Cali and residing in Chicago, hence the name Illinois. Think about it. <laughs> but um, no, so what I do is um, I'm a drummer slash music producer slash um, dude to vibe with, I guess, you know, just collaborate on some music together, make something different, you know? Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. So you also do, uh, you do both of them. So you do strict drummer work, like rock, worship type stuff. And then you also do beat production, correct? Correct. Yes. My foundation is God, which transitioned to playing in the church. Nice. Yes. Which transitioned to incorporating all that together and doing my own thing with God <laughs> and just seeing where it takes me. Yeah. Awesome. That that's great. That's a good that that's a good starting. So w- with that being said, let's let's start from your roots then. So you you mentioned that your roots are within the church, which which primarily is, I I think many drummers start either in a band or in in church. Yeah. So like was that where you were you do you call that your roots? Are you from that musical background? Yeah, most definitely. Um, those are definitely my roots. Um, grew up in a gospel church, transitioned to a um, rock and roll church which made me develop my sound. And I highly suggest <laughs> um, musicians play at church. Like, it's really the best setup, in all honesty, because, you know, there's not that pressure that you have to be perfect, you know, and there's a, extremely a lot of grace. Very true. Extreme. Very true. So, you know. Yes, yes. It can also enable you at the same time, you know. You can't take it for granted. You can't really expect the world to be like the church i mean it sounds like common sense but like yeah when you get your back rubbed all day long you expect it from everybody and that's not going to happen no that's very true and that's what that roots definitely taught me as well um Mm -hmm. i i I was an atheist growing up but i actually Mm. always went to church because my family was always going to church so i went to a presbyterian church catholic then we ended up going pentecostal and so but when I came to Christ uh, later in my life, I actually, one of the first things I did was because I was a singer, I went and joined the choir. So I, I do get what you're saying because it's weird. You go from yeah. being competitive with everyone mm-hmm. to realizing that competition wasn't healthy and that yeah. it, it's all about the gift and where it comes from and like how it makes people feel and commune with themselves and God. So definitely. It, it's definitely, and because I even know people that, um, like this is about three, four years ago. Um, he, the, the person I was speaking to, I won't say his name, but I was speaking to him. I was working with him and he was saying he didn't believe in God, mm-hmm. but was open to it because most of his work as a sound engineer was done at church because it was free. 
you just showed up. You just volunteered and gave them your time and you got to practice. And he was like, so when I was there, yeah, you know, now I can maybe I I think I believe in God a little more and I'm open to it because I realized mm-hmm. they were real people. But they also gave me an opportunity to learn without the yeah. shaft being thrown at me of expectation. So I completely agree with you. That right there. Yep. So let's stick on the roots real quick. So the roots, do they do they go to your family? Do people in your family, are they musicians too in the church? It's funny. Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're the only one. I am the only person to have a huge family, but I'm the only one. I'm not going to say I'm the only gifted one in that sense, but I am the only one to pursue it. Pursue it. So um, Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in church. I'm, of course, my mom was in the choir, but it wasn't like, you know, she didn't carry it outside of the church building, if you know what I'm saying. Like, she was a good yeah. mom. She was very Christian. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the church choir is for a church choir. That's when I sing. And when I'm not in it, I don't sing. So I'm just solely by myself. Yeah. So, okay. Now let, let's branch off a little bit. So as as a drummer, as somebody who has, has uh, because it, it's beautiful that you're the first person, but it's also, like, interesting because if you were, like I think you have been, if you were, like, the sit-in drummer, you were drumming like actual, actual tracks almost all the time, right? It wasn't just playing around. Yeah, that's how I. That's how I really um, taught myself my drumming is um, just playing the different types of music, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I went to high school, you know, did drum line, did all that shebang, but um, okay, that didn't really teach me the amount that I taught myself. Okay. I would say self-taught and God taught definitely. Nice. Yeah, but when I first started, I learned what I learned. And then I just played different songs. Whatever song I was vibe with, I learned how to do it. I dissect it in my head. I just listen to everything that's going on one by one if I need to. And just zone in and just play it. Yeah. You, I think you got to be super cerebral if you're a drummer. With, 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 that, <laughs> with, that in like, in, with that in your mind, like, is it... Okay, so your experience now, is it has it been more challenging to play secular music or to be a drummer for a church? If you look at it that music is music, it really doesn't matter. You know, they both have their clear differences in lyrics, obviously, but the yeah. sound, like, it's freaking music. It's pop music. It's hip hop. It, it doesn't matter. So there really is no difference. There isn't no difference, but yeah, there is no difference. That's what I'll say. When it comes to music, when it comes to lyrics, yes, there is a total difference. I found that um, for me as a vocalist, because I was a worship leader, I was in choir and a worship leader for, uh, for a handful of years. As a musician, as a vocalist, I, I, was, I learned more in doing one set on one Sunday than I did like trying to record my own music and collaborating with people and performing on my own because it, the structure of it, it, it provides you with a spot, a place, a role. And you understand that you're part of a bigger role that's serving another role. And I think like that was like super essential in me realizing, man, this gift is not for me. Mm. Like if you just look at what it's doing to people, these people are on the brink of belief (laughs) and they're allowing music to to help them get there. And you're the volunteer sit in that's ushering in something that like planned before you got there. So I always thought it was crazy that I still got to experience that side, but be like, man. I'm getting some real growth here. <laughs> I'm really learning how to be a musician yeah. with musicians. And it, it's cool because, yeah, I would. I, my next question to you is, um, did you find it hard to jam at first? Because I, it, it's hard. It's easier to learn songs, but like jamming in a key and keeping up with the BPM and 
And and that was it was that something that came to you naturally? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> that yeah, I honestly that's how I grew up knowing what I that's how I realized my gift. I would hear the songs. I'm a hip hop head, so you know, Timbaland is my number one beat producer that I grew up with. Mm. So I would hear his stuff and just play to it. I just hit beats on the table. I was in the fifth second, fifth grade, kindergarten, it don't matter. Like I was just doing it. I remember I'm dating myself right now, but for my sixth grade um, graduation, um, I was a shy guy, but I decided to stand out and be like, hey, guys, we're going to do karaoke. We're having a huge, right? Sorry. And let me set up the scene. Yeah, please. Yeah. Sixth grade dance party. The vibe is heavy. I'm the quiet (laughs) guy. And I said, like, man, I need to do something. I know I'm worthy of something and I need to do something in this situation. So... I went up to the karaoke machine. I was like, hey, guys, we're going to do this song. And it was Timbaland and Aaliyah. um, Oh, yeah. Try again. That was it, you know? And then I just did that on the mic for karaoke. And no one was doing anything, but I was. (laughs) Uh, Are you that somebody? Yep, yep, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's definitely not getting in your head. It's definitely not trying to figure out what to play. It's just playing. And that's what jamming is. And jamming has always been my thing. I would rather jam with someone who has a vibe, who knows what they're doing, and just go with the vibe. Me, That's how I grew up actually playing still, like with homies in the church. Like we had a dude play the rift. Um, let me call them out real quick. So my homeboy, Moment, he's a rapper and he's a singer. And he's like my number one dog. We would just jam all the time. And we have some songs out right now. He has his original music out and everything. And I'm playing drums and just go a little bit further down. I'm playing, you know, beats on my machine, jamming. That's how I develop everything about myself is just going with the vibe. And people will, nowadays people invite you to a jam session and they pull out a cover book, a book of songs. And I just, just want to throw out the window and throw it somewhere because that's not jamming jamming is let's jam like i didn't say let's read a book (laughs) in what's his uh social media handle so you can shout him out so people can check him out yeah his name is moment is moment three two one or whatever it is just go to my ig and you'll see him in the video right right he has the mustache correct exactly there you go you see someone that's not me that's him we gotta have him on the podcast too if he's down for it. you will you will you will asap awesome awesome i actually told him about the podcast i'm gonna do it and looking extremely forward to it awesome yeah i appreciate that you know that's the whole point of this because i love the perspective that you're giving you know like you're you're really creating a perspective here. So what, what I would really like to do, though, is is to ask you um, some questions that are really centered on how it feels to be a drummer, because I, I don't know what that feels like. So so pretend that everybody's like five years old and you're explaining to them like um, I looked up some things to get myself a little more savvy. So I wanted to ask you, uh, maybe you can make sense of some of these questions. Um, do you get annoyed when people touch your drum set? Um, that sounds a little suspect question. <laughs> Do I get annoyed when people touch the drum set? Um, it's obviously it obviously depends on the scenario. If Is there a, a certain setting that, I, that it needs you know, to be? Most of the time when people touch a drum set, they're like, bang, bang, pow, pow, oh, pow. Yeah. That's your first reaction. You don't pick up a guitar and just strum as hard as you can, right? No, so you don't. Yeah. You don't do that. Or a piano, you know? You don't just walk up to a piano and just slam your fist on it like... 
So I guess people think they need to do that to a drum. So, but oh, if man. you came, if you came up to me like and just played on my drums, you know, a decent without asking, like, that's fine. If a little baby comes and plays on a drum, it's fine. It's just those fools that just, you know, crash and, you know, try to be like, oh, look, I'll go with my beats. I can do beats better than you. I'm like, shut up. Like, yeah. just enjoy yourself uh, for the second and just enjoy yourself. So uh, it's an obvious yes. That's an, uh, that's a very obvious question. W- w- is there a certain length, though, that you have to keep it from you to 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 hit like like a cymbal or like a crash at a certain time? Like, is that something that you have gotten down to like it has to be a certain length up and away from you yeah it's um it's just whatever feels comfortable so what you do is you sit down and just air drum and whatever wherever your hands lay that's where that's where you adjust everything just Hmm. whatever makes you feel comfortable because everyone has their own everyone's built different so everyone has their comfortability i mean you can google proper whatever but you know honestly just sit down an air drum and see what feels comfortable. That, that, that's that was your approach to it. Did, did you have a, a way to deal with like cramping? <laughs> yeah, you just gotta try to relax. <laughs> you know, like my arms would <laughs> tense up all the time, especially if I haven't been practicing. Yeah, they will tense up, but you're in the middle of a song. You can't be like, oh wait, you know, guys, hey, my my arm hurts. You just gotta like <laughs> tough it through and just relax. Obviously, don't do any drum fills when you're tensing up. <laughs> you know that's obvious did you do you have any interesting stories about uh dropping your sticks or like running out of like reserve sticks on stage yeah you you'll drop your sticks all the time um but i think an awkward situation oh it was actually at church camp a talent show i was playing at church camp the talent show i was playing um so fresh so clean (laughs) i kid you not we can ask the moment i was playing that so I played that song. Oh, we can also ask Spencer Conley music. He's nice. also my other friend. Um, I'll I'll drop all these um, these tags with yes. um, with you for church camp. I was playing that song, and all of a sudden I was playing it with the spotlights on, and the stick flew out of my hand. Everyone saw it. <laughs> everyone saw it, and everyone saw my face. But I played the rest <laughs> of the song <laughs> with one hand, and I got the biggest standing ovation in the world. Like. Oh, those are things man. you don't forget, man. That just that just propel you. You know, you can coast. Core memory. And, yeah, you can coast by yourself and figure things out. But when you got some people just like, damn, dude, and like your biggest, most vulnerable moment, they're like, damn, dude, you killed it. You're like, what? <laughs> you know? So no, and you know, you know that that's cool, man. That you have that mindset towards it that's very um that's very wise Hmm. that because most people i don't know if they would have done that as easily and still done that song with one hand (laughs) you know so that that that's that's some (laughs) skill i mean i get what you're saying yeah you know everyone can do it but really that's skill because i don't think anyone would have been like i'm playing so fresh and so clean nah i can do this one hand like I don't, I don't think people are saying. I don't think, but mm. you know, it takes a special type of setting. So that's good that you've had that and that that mentality though uh, matched up with that because um, you're the heartbeat of everything going on, dude. What I say goes. <laughs> it's it's wild. What I say goes. I make him break you, bro. I'll make the band good or I'll make him trash. It's my decision. No, really, yeah. 
they would say all the time, like you, you can listen to the metronome if you want, but the drummer is is the metronome. Mm-hmm. It, it's cool. It's character building. I, I I love those things about music. I think um, music and sports kind of relate in that that area where it's like Kobe when he blew out his Achilles, he still had to shoot the free throws. So it was just okay. I'm still I still have hands. Yeah, you know my feet suck right now, and I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna lose it, but I still have hands. So it's like yeah, that that's cool. Um. I'm always afraid of electrical problems because uh, most of my stuff is through like a laptop or it's like through uh, like the mic not working or something like that. But uh, I haven't had anything like that. I'm, I I usually just keep going. Um, have you ever broke a a cymbal mid mid uh, like performance or like split your knuckle open on your snare and like had that first experience? Like how 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 were those? So the great thing about cymbals. Every minor thing you do to it, these are like real symbols, you know, not my electric drums, which is all my videos, but real symbols, any minor dent, tear, whatever, totally changes the sound of the symbol. And most of the time, it's for the better, you know, so like these crash symbols are good, but if it has a tear in it, the crash is going to sound different. It's going to sound more like it's going to have a different effect to it. The worst part about it, if you're a drummer and you break a drum head. If you break a stick, it's it's fine, you'll live, you know. But if you break your drum head, that's like your snare head too. Like that's that's pretty much time where the show's over, but you still gotta keep going. So you have a broken head, you just hope it doesn't break all the way, <laughs> you know. So well, hey, that that's the name of the game. I, it uh, is. With that being said, we're gonna go into the first snippet. We're gonna a beat that you sent me is called Zoned In. Uh, yeah. I know that these aren't like official names, but just to give uh, you an idea of which one we're talking about, we're going into a snippet. Zone in. comes to your producing um approach when when did you realize they were different the the, the approach to sitting at a live set and the approach to sitting at a, a digital set and all that yeah it's different i mean if i'm playing for a band okay if i'm playing if i'm making beats i make a beat the way i want it the way i want it to sound if i'm playing with a band hence playing live i can't do whatever the hell i want to do I got to do what the song calls for and what the mm-hmm. artist told me to do. There's room for me to be myself, but I can't be myself 100. Do you ever run into like a situation where uh, the drumming that somebody writes for you is a little unrealistic? Yeah, especially playing in <laughs> church. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the, drummer is de- the drumming is definitely not my type of drumming and the music's not my type of thing, but I highly suggest it. What would you say are some tracks? Let's do two or three some tracks that inspire you year round that are always on a playlist there's this dude named mfm milo mf milo is exactly how it sounds it's spelled he's actually from chicago he's in this group called pivot gang when i ever when i hear just hearing hearing his flow is like exactly how i feel like i should flow so i definitely um i definitely relate to it i feel it more you know and he raps and he raps musically too also, Tim Timberland's flow back in the day, the '90s, it wasn't like I'm not. No one's gonna say he had bars, but he fit exactly his song. You know, it was definitely necessary. So, so those two sounds they they inspire you. Although these sounds inspire you year round. Yeah, 
no matter what time it is yeah okay cool yeah i got me those those are pretty good i don't know the first one i'm gonna check that out after the after we do this interview but have you relied on any tips and tricks to help you find your sound as 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 a drummer like you know what 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 do you think makes you unique yeah i have relied on tips and tricks how can you not (laughs) these people have been doing it longer than you and they don't have to be doing it longer than you but they just see it in a different way and that helps as well you know I made beats when I started to make beats, which is, I would say, elementary school. I even did it in high school. But elementary school is when I realized I had that talent. And that's back in the 90s. Let's say I was 10 years old. 12 years old. No, let's say 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And now let's go to a 12-year-old now who makes beats. Bro. On FL Studio, bro, there is no... How are they doing all this at 12 years old? They sound like... Yeah, way different. You know, they've been making millions for a long time. They sound like they're a Timberland sidekick. I don't understand. For yeah. me, not to take pointers from him will be acid Especially night. today. Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. There's so many um, outside resource websites like Splice or... I use Splice all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's... I think the whole stigma around using loops is the question can you actually play it yeah and people and nowadays no one can no one can but what makes me better than you is that i can it's it's the musicality behind the choice of the selection of the sound sample you know it's i i only choose pianos that i can play you know because if i ever have to play it live like i'm not gonna play somebody else's loop i want to play it myself because what if i want to transpose it or, or have fun with it you know so yeah but all you have to do is change one note and it's yours so yeah it's not that yeah. difficult yeah you know a lot of people transfer it to midi and just yeah that's also another game changer it's an unlimited resource that could help you make money unlimited. and support yourself you know so it's like there's no sense in being a purist about it That that's why i have no problem with it it, it helps the workflow and um writer's block you know, and it, it it's good to have in a pinch, but um, so you're 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 pretty seasoned as a drummer. You're, you're getting you're getting into um more of the online stuff. How how have your experiences been on TikTok and Instagram uh this past uh, year or so? Because I know you've been pushing really hard this past year too, right? Yes, <laughs> I've been pushing. Sour that Patch hard. Kids. <laughs> yeah, see, see, that's what's all about, man. That's what's all about. When you see Sour Patch Kids, you think of me. Yeah. <laughs> and I got the big kicks back. That's what I did it for. And to answer your first question, it's going, it's rough. Like, I feel like I'm working hard. I'm not going to say for nothing, but like, it, I don't have nowhere near, you know, you can look at my page. I don't have that many friends. And to be honest, I just, this was my original Instagram account. I had a music page, but, you know, I didn't want to be standing out there with two friends, even though on this other side, I have, you know, yeah. this many it's tough. Like, uh, there's reward. Yeah. I feel like the reward is when people save what you posted. Like, I feel like likes don't really mean anything. They obviously don't. That's what the algorithm says. Comments mean something, and I appreciate every comment, too. Like, because it does something for the algorithm, rig- rhythm, but also you stopped your swiping, and you decided to comment on something I posted. That just means a lot to me. Yeah. it, it It's crazy how much all this matters, and... And but how much it's not taught to people that it matters. Yeah, with someone the other day, and I was like, talking to them about the algorithm, and and uh, I was like, hey, you know, every t- every time you you scroll past your friends on 
Instagram or TikTok that are like selling a product or doing music or or trying to post content, when you scroll past that, you're not scrolling past your friend. You're scrolling past a content creator that's teaching the algorithm to not give that page any love because you're their friend and you're not. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're if you're not commenting and supporting it, like it's not your job. It, it it's not, but it also is like if you knew, yeah, maybe you'd care a bit more. So it, it's just kind of educating you that it does affect me. You know, and it, it, if you want to support me, that's as least that you can do. You don't have to buy anything like just like and comment and put a fire emoji or just fire emoji to my story. And it helps me yeah. more than yeah. like you paying a dollar for my song. Weirdly. Yeah, enough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's all. That's literally all it is. So whenever I post something and whenever um, my 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 homeboy moment posts something, we just say blah 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 on their page because <laughs> it's just we're just trying to i don't care what he's gonna say he doesn't care what i gotta say but it's just like just trying to get the algorithm going you know we just that's all it is like we do i do like his craft he loves mine but like we're just trying to help out each other this is what hurts when i have other musician friends who just like my videos i appreciate you like it but that's telling me that you're not working towards your music at all and you have an extreme gift. And how do I know you're not working towards your music? Because you're not trying to put it out on social media. Like, you can say that's something shallow for me to say, but it's the truth if you really think about you know, it. No, I, I think I think most people are guilty of it at certain moments. Um, I think that those who are grinding hard, it, it, out of sight, out of mind, you know, it, 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 it really hard. it's really easy to get burnt out these days when you have no payback. And I think it's because the result that people are looking for is a little misconstrued. Um, like it, it gets even harder when you start focusing on Instagram ads and Google ads. Cause like when you actually put a dollar amount into your stuff and, yeah. and you don't see return, it's not about the return though. It's about a consistent rate and, and you shouldn't be posting if you don't have anything to be consistent off of. I mean, I'm, we've all been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it multiple times, but it's also just like sometimes your niche isn't found and you should take a mental health break to focus on your niche more, but you should still be creating content, <laughs> you know, like get ready to post. And, and, and so when it's time to post, you're not stressing yourself out on day of, cause that's what you want to do. Right. You know, like get people to be around clientele, make some money. So you don't have to work your job, you know, so, or maybe you don't, but it, it it's hard because you can't teach anyone to uh, have passion. They kind of just have to have it. You it, and you can teach people a set because I mean, I mean, I've been in a bunch of uh, these marketing groups and there there will be somebody in the group every time who will be like kind of rude to the moderator of the group and the person who is the host because they'll every one of their questions will be, well, it didn't work when I paid over here and it didn't. Well, how are you going to be better than them? You know, and the person will almost every time tell them it it doesn't matter where you go. It matters whose program or what that person has that they successfully attained if that's what you want like if you're following this guy over here and he's successful at posting every single day and getting a thousand followers in 30 days then you got to do what that guy says and if it doesn't work then you, you your your product wasn't fitting within the model you got to keep working you know so um it, it's it's hard to tell people to do that you know especially you're gifted as a drummer so it's obvious to you, drummer niche, mm -hmm. you know, that that's your niche, you know, you're, you're a drummer, but it's also producer beats. But like when you have friends that, uh, you know, are really good and they just don't want to put music out at some point, it's they don't want you to force them to do it anymore.
Yeah, so you just got to leave them alone. If it's messing up your vibe, you just got to leave them alone, which is why I was doing it by myself. But then that eventually got my other musician friends to start posting too. Yeah, which is good. And then they join you. You show them that it's possible, that it's possible to still have a life and do it. And that it, it doesn't, it's not going to kill you to do it. Whatever you make, I mean, whatever you make time for it, you, you made time for it. So, yeah, I, it, it's, it's really about uh, the, the goal for um, on my perspective. It's about the goal of like, like you have a gift, right? So if you have a gift, you can, I think there's like a couple roads you can go. But the one that's been most apparent to me, of like living in L.A. and like being around musicians, like since I've been a kid, it, it's you can either be true to the craft and focus on making sure that you're always true to the craft. Or you you learn and only focus on how to monetize the craft, you know, like because you got like you true to the craft. But why has it taken us so long to fully monetize it? You know, and well, there's other people with less skill who have fully monetized it, but haven't necessarily spent the same amount of hours. That is what I'm trying to figure out, bro. Like, that's exactly what I was trying what I what I trigger, try to try to trigger, try to figure out this whole time. <laughs> Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many beats I go through. I'm like, dude, that beat's whack. That beat's trash. But all these people are saying fire and they got thousands of views and thousands of friends. When <laughs> I feel like my beats aren't trash and they're fire. And, you know, it's really tough in social media because the those worries I just told you about, that stuff's toxic. If you look at it in a toxic way, but you have to look at it at a motivational way. Like, why? what is he doing? And then if you look at that more, you're like, oh, it's because his video isn't just one shot of him doing something like it's engaging. It's bright. It's colorful. There's llamas in the background. You know, there's stuff. going. (laughs) There's stuff going on. That's how he engages all those followers. It's kind of sad so. for, for me when I sit in the classes. I've, I've paid for um just to let you, I've paid for a couple classes this year. I got a budget for myself, and I didn't want to just like blow it on videos. I wanted to actually learn something and kind of educate myself. So I yeah, took courses. That's great. Yeah, and they were all really cool, and they were from people that just like blew up on TikTok recently or blew mm-hmm. up on Instagram, and they were like, "Hey, here's my course of how I did it," and you go to it, and you're like, "Wow, like." It is that simple, but then it comes to, (laughs) they'll get to a certain part where they'll be like, and if all this doesn't work, it just means it's not for you. Mm. And they'll they'll, they'll say that and they'll be like, if you don't blow up, it's because sadly, it's a superficial reason. People don't want to be you or like you. Yeah. And it sucks to think about that, you know, to be like, man, I could be a dope rapper, but if I don't look like someone that you know, at least a hundred people want to be, I can't get a, a following of mm-hmm. that. I, that I kind of like have worked for, yeah. but I, I encourage everybody out there. Keep going because there's a spot for everybody. There's enough to go around. It's really just, it's, it, it's an endurance game. It's not a lap game. Yeah. Don't focus on the laps ahead of you. They're running a different race. It, it, it's a consistency game. You have to keep going. Yeah. It really is everyone running, running their own race. But um, looking back on your podcast, I forget who the guy was, but he was saying that um, uh, he said uh, ASAP's in his thties and, and um, two chains in his forties. Like, what am I, what yeah, am Eric, I rushing Eric for? Heavy, yeah. yeah. What am I rushing for? And that's exactly it. Like I can get mad that I'm my, you know, I'm at my age and just getting to where I am now. But um, right, you, it doesn't matter. Like you know, that's that's the race I run. I know how fast I was running. You know, yeah. I know how fast I was running the race. Why am I gonna be mad because the other person beat me? He just ran faster than me. 
Did he run better than me? Like, was his form there? His qual- Was it quality running? Probably, maybe, I don't know. But I know I'm pushing my quality at my pace. And I'll, and I'll go for as long as I can, you know? I'm not going to lose endurance. It's about the running. It's not about winning, you know? It, that, that kid was such a breath of fresh air, Eric Evie. It's just, it's smart, you know? <laughs> it's smart. Have your, has your musical lifestyle affected or helped or done anything for your, your, your relationships? You, you, I know you're happily married, correct? That's something that's recent within the last year? Yeah, I'm, I've been, we just, I got married during Thanksgiving. So thankfully awesome. it was you something, go, you know, easy to remember. But uh, no, she 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 definitely brought my music up. And that's why I made her my girlfriend and then transfer her to be my wife. You know, like yeah. she really she's my biggest cheerleader. She she she. So when I'm making all these drum covers and I have post them every week. She has to sit in the living room when you hear pow, pow, boom, pow, bing, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> she has. To, she just sits in the living room and watches TV. And she used to go to all my shows in California. Now I'm in Chicago. I haven't got got that many shows, but it's gonna happen soon. But yeah, she's the one supporting all my music. She's the one listening to all these beats and liking them and commenting. She's one of my <laughs> biggest supports. And can't nice. forget about moms. You know, moms yeah. trumps everything. <laughs> she's the one that got <laughs> me my first drum set. She's the one that put me in the church and sign me up with the bands and put me in drumline and all that stuff. She's the one that, you know, that really built the foundation. Yeah. That that's cool, man. Yeah. Give some roses out right there. It It's so great to have. And, um, man, uh, without my wife, no joke without my wife, I don't know. I don't even know who I would have been. I, everything great about me is because of her. I'll say it that way. That's incredible. <laughs> And yeah, that's the man. people I, you marry. I, you don't, you don't, you didn't marry. I mean, yeah, I was just about to say, like, I'm just glad she's not a trophy like wife because those are no good. We, we know what we do. <laughs> we know what we do with trophies. We just set them on the shelf, you know, man, dude, since, uh, my podcast, man, since I was 21 years old, my wife has been going with me to LA multiple times, changing jobs, you know, like Dang. she's always been, she's always been considered to me. And it, after a while I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop doing this to you. I love that you support me so much, but, um, there are things that I can do in a better place where you could have a better life. So it's like you, you build it, but this, this lifestyle is kind of toxic, man. And, and it's better to have been, I just thought of that today. I really just thought of that today. No lie. What would you say? Because like my my beat making would be totally different. <laughs> it wouldn't. It would be all trap, and I you know it would have been all trap. And my beats are trapped influence because trap is pretty dope, but that's not my sound. My sound is Timberland. You know, just simple heavy sounds. It's very simple. Trap is just, and everything's quantized in trap, bro. Like, no, nah, just I no. Don't do no. That's not music, bro. Music is unquantized. So, oh, man. <laughs> all right, we're gonna go into another snippet. Uh, let's go to Doobubby. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. one thing that you said where your wife has to sit in the living room and she has to hear you do all that. You know, my wife told me this um, years ago, but I've never been able to forget it. It was never a problem, but it was kind of just one of those things where I didn't realize 
what it sounds like yeah. to be in the same house <laughs> as me and uh she was like yeah you know it's super cute when you're writing your raps um i get to lay next to you and i'm the only person that gets to hear this you know she hears me doing that for hours and hours and hours on end and me just loves it like whispering to myself and she like she said i i i she said yeah i'd love to hear that because i can hear you in your process and I, I know i'm the only person that, that ever gets to hear that because i don't do that in front of friends i realized that oh. i was comfortable enough to do that in front of her and so i was like wow you know that's really cool she gets to experience yeah like she, it's really special so that's awesome and the moms you know my mom is my musical taste like I'm, my, my mom first showed me um aerosmith queen prince and michael jackson she did the work yeah, for me that's that's incredible. Right what, what was she playing in, in your house when you were a kid? <laughs> My mom was playing gospel music. Mm. Hence that got me in the gospel church and stuff like that. But I still love gospel music. The old school stuff. I don't know what, like, I don't know. Back in our times growing up, bro, like, just everything was quality that had longevity. Like, yeah. well, even when we grew up and even two decades, two, three decades before that, like the 70s. And 80s and 90s, we grew up in the 90s, but, you know, let's yeah. go back to the 70s or 60s then, you know? Yeah. Like, the music from back then has long, it's still around, it has longevity. Yeah. The music now, like, it's just, there's some longevity songs now, but, like, way less than there was back then. Yep. No, very true. You know, um, my mom, she she would always listen to, to gospel to, like, a cc winans and you know kirk franklin yeah. and marvin Sapp and all you know like just it it's really it's really cool to hear so many different styles man when you get to gospel gospel it reminds me of jazz mm -hmm. it reminds me of jazz in a sense where everything that's going on is elite <laughs> you know what i mean like wow. you got it's elite that, <laughs> well that's there's no better music description than that that can ever be said and it is, it really it really is and the thing about it is that all of them grew up that way and all of them are surrounded by elite musicians their whole life mm -hmm. so it's nothing mm -hmm. it's absolutely yeah, nothing yeah. they're like <laughs> it's everyday life that's how i grew up that's how i grew up and that's where who i tried to be my whole i've been drumming for 20 plus years and within those 20 plus years i've been trying to be this gospel drummer and play all these crazy drum fills and stuff like that and i just recently got to the point where i stopped fighting it you know i've been fighting it for a long time but i just came to the fact that i'm not one of those dudes that play all those crazy fills i do better when i just play a freaking beat <laughs> i don't have to work for anything i base that off of what people told me like, I have drum videos where I used to do all these crazy drum fills, or I thought it sounded good to me. Obviously, they didn't think it sounded good, which is why they didn't really comment on it. But these videos where I just played a straight beat, they're like, damn, that you killed that. I'm like, Wait, what? Speaking of crazy, let's, uh, let's go to a new snippet of the track you did with me called Matter World.
I really love the drumming you did on that track, by the way. Thank you for doing that collaboration. Uh, oh, yeah. That's of course probably the, you know, um, the vocals on there and everything that matches up. It's always been, it was a really good experience for me. I, I didn't, um, I actually still plan on doing re redoing that song cause it didn't get the push that it deserved. I had a lot of other stuff that was right behind it, but the drums that you sent me for that and the instrumental for that song, I could just let you know that is the first instrumental that I did everything on i think i told you that and that was the first instrumental that i ever worked with another musician that was um that wow. wasn't a vocalist yeah Whoa. so we did that pretty effortlessly and i love that i listen to that periodically to get inspiration it's the more so are you saying it's the most the most org organic track it's the most organic track i've ever done dang i don't even think i don't think i will ever do that again that song meant so much to me and i wrote uh, dude i wrote that song i wrote that song in two days message you about it and then like two weeks later we were done with it and i never thought about it since like i sent it to andy the guy who mixes my stuff and he was like dude <laughs> you guys went crazy on this track and i was like really he's like yeah this is incredible <laughs> we just played something oh dude yeah. yeah it was just i was yeah but yeah so thank you for that because that was um man when you sent me those drums i can tell you honestly i sent it to my friend mitch martino immediately and i was like get out get like, out dude listen to what this guy did on my track yeah can i pause you and just be like how did we connect Ooh. well that was from my side maybe because i no, dude because that week i can't i honestly um Maybe like a hundred people that I followed that week. I met all in the same week. So it's kind of jumbled up. So can you tell me your side? My side is um, this dude I know, Fisherman Matt, Matt, another friend that's in the game, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. He's my buddy from really? church. A whole nother person. Yeah. That's why, that's why I was laughing. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Fisherman Matt. He's my buddy. A dope, dope rapper that grew up in the nineties, but um, he posted one of your songs. Or no, he put no, no, no. Sorry, he posted a song on his page. I'm like, oh, this song's pretty dope. What is this? And then you know, I went to it, and it was on his story, so I was able to share it too. But anyways, I just know I commented on it, and the thing that the thing that got it is the kicker is that he commented back and said thank you, and that's where I'm like, this is a real dude, and that's how we developed our our friendship. Oh man. Dude, you know what? Yeah, I remember. And I was messaging back everyone who liked um, something of mine. And you were one of the people I messaged. And I think I asked you if you were a drummer and you said, yeah, I'm a drummer beat maker. And you were like, um, you asked me uh, what part of my song I made or something. Yeah, I asked you what what did you make? And you're like, you're like, it's mine. <laughs> so dude so everything about this has been yeah. organic yeah isn't that wild like <laughs> that's wild. god was totally working on that right there well thank you god um mm -hmm. awesome yeah definitely i, I, definitely. I do want to give you some time right now to talk about the people in your life that have influenced you that you want to give some roses to let, let, let's give like a handful of people let's let name them and um if you named them already you can name them again and let's talk about like why they inspire you what they mean to you and how they shape okay you. i'll just start off with this one <laughs> let's just start off with god you know god definitely gave me the 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 gift and all in itself you know he gave me he helped me realize it he's like yeah so there's that and then from mom to 
building that foundation of supporting me. That's the foundation she built, even though she's not a musician. She invested, you know, she invested into it before I started investing into it. So that's definitely, you know, and she's still investing into it. I'm not saying she's giving me money, but like she still supports me as my mom. And then it goes from, um, you know, and then growing up, you know, there's friends. There's, you know, my friend um, Moment and there's Spencer Conley Music. And, you know, there's Matt, the one who connected us. And, you know, just and everyone else that, you know, that was in the game and all my church buddies all that played in the bands and all this other stuff that, you know, built it more. And I can't forget about high school, my my high school homies from Kennedy. But uh, yeah, that cultivated right there. And then, you know, found the wife. And she she's exact and she's extremely supporting it as well. Yeah, so. man. You know, you, you have mentioned those people. That's good that they, they run that deep in your life, that, that, that it's that it's apparent like that. You know, um, yeah, most of the people that inspired me are either, they either don't they don't live anymore or mm. like I haven't I haven't been around them forever. So that's that's a beautiful thing. You know, you're, you're really blessed in that, that that those same people are still around. So let's send some roses to them. Thank you so much for helping this man become a wonderful musician up until this point. With that being said, we'll go into one more snippet. It's the uh, Yo Coffee Beat. Are there any outside experiences that have directly impacted you as a musician that you pull from to gain inspiration or to keep going? Or is most of the stuff you pull from have to do with uh, the musically centered things in your life? To be honest, it's all the above. (laughs) Um, You allow it to affect you in in every way? It has to. You, You know, you can't. You can't do every, every everything by yourself. You you only have one mind compared to a bunch of minds. If you think about it, Jesus had 12 disciples, <laughs> bro. He had a squad of 12, and he's Jesus. He's God. He can do yeah, everything by yeah, himself, yeah. but he didn't. God created us to need other people in our lives. So, yeah, I use everything. And experiences are what you make of, and they shape who you are. I feel like your character, your soul, is based off your life experiences. That developed who you are. I feel like you're the way you are because of the things you went through in your life. Vice versa. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? One that I, let's just say one that I stuck with, that that stuck with me heavy as I was growing up and figuring out who I was, is um, in high school, um, my friend Matt, Dude, this guy named Matt, he was, he's my Filipino brother. Like we were like the squad, man. And the homie Abe too. I'll, I'll shout him out on one of the mentions. He's my other homie that I grew up, I grew up in music with and he's extreme hip hop head as well. But anyways, um, our buddy Matt, he had a yearbook and this guy made a quote saying the greatest goal in life is to have one. Just the greatest goal in life is to have one. And that literally is a foundation to build everything. And that stuck with me and it still sticks with me. But, you know, that was my number one quote. That's great, man. (laughs) The California and Chicago lifestyles shaped you as a person as well. Those two different environments and climates. How has it shaped me? It just, it really, so in Chicago, I'm away from everybody. 
everything I know. So whenever you surround, you separate yourself from everything you know, it's going to shape you in a certain way. But I feel like it shaped me for my benefit. It's something I needed. I definitely needed to get out of California and experience, you know, my experience experiences somewhere else that was out of my comfort zone. And that really helps you to grow. And I go back to where I was comfortable and I feel more comfortable in the area that I was yeah. uncomfortable in. I feel you there. I, I had a friend. He was from Arizona, moved to Los Angeles. We moved there together. And now he lives in New York. And he loves it there. I, I feel I feel the same for me, me and my wife sometimes. Uh, just because California, California feels like a club sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels like the, we all act the same here. I, I would love to go somewhere else. But, um. Does music bring you relief? Is it therapeutic? Is 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 that what centers you everywhere you go to have like a calm demeanor with the one that you carry? Yeah. I mean, shoot, like that's what hobbies are. I mean, obviously it started as a hobby and I flourished it to other things, but we all start off a hobby, a.k.a. niche. That's what your niche is. So like for you to be like, sorry, when you asked me that question, like, how do you find your niche? I'm like, um... Do you like to do anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's seriously what your niche is. And if you can't answer that, then I can't help you. <laughs> help me help you. Help you. Yeah. If you don't like to do anything, then you don't have a niche. You weren't born with one. But if you like to do something, that's your niche. That's simple. So where do you feel that you are at on your journey? Do you have a couple goals that you're, you're willing to get, that you're trying to get to? What's the purpose of you becoming a content creator right now in terms of, being goal oriented uh, is this gonna well, you want this to be a career path is this gonna stay a hobby that just has something because you you can't not do it or, or what what's your plans for it my career path is not well yeah i want to be a content creator and you know which is you know the music stuff and create content but i don't want to make my living off of social media in the sense of they're i'm getting paid for my views I want to make my living off of, I, I want to get paid off the thing of that I create for someone else. You know, I, I invested myself into it and they invested back into me. Like, I don't know, I'm making it sound a little too sentimental, but like, I want, I don't know, I just want to get my brand out there and social media yeah. is the way to do it. Collect, you, you want to do a lot of collaboration and growing with, with the, with like adding to creativity, right? Yeah. I feel the most comfortable with, collabing to be all honest because i grew up jamming you know so right okay so my whole yeah. my whole experience is just collabing with other people contributing you know but creating my own stuff it takes a little bit longer that's such a interesting perspective that you kind of just opened up in my mind right now that i don't think i thought about i'm not a i'm not an instrumentalist so like i didn't i've never had to periodically routine like um feed off of other energies like i've been alone with a laptop and a microphone since i was 12 like you know like um and then rappers technically don't do stuff in groups unless you're a group <laughs> just because you're writing at different levels yeah. yes no that's true it's still lonely true. and as a vocalist when you're learning you don't want anybody to hear your voice cracking so it's lonely um but it it, it yeah, so your perspective, it's it's so mind-boggling to me because it, it, it's the more appropriate, <laughs> healthier relationship with music, though, because 
you're feeding off of positive yeah. energies. It's like you said, like your one mind isn't enough. Like you have to have multiple brains. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's crazy how you open yeah. it up in my head right now. So that, I hope that really, really resonates with anyone who listens to this. Like, um, being in a room of creativity and the energy of it and allowing just inspiration to happen is probably where we should be. I mean, obviously safely, but oh my gosh. But, um, but the world's not built like that anymore. Hence the social media stuff. Like, you know, it's not about, I mean, TikTok, you know, low key, you know, you can do duets and stuff and collab like that, but you're still trying to get your name bigger. Like you're not really teaming up. I don't know. The world back when we grew up was definitely like, let's, let's really connect <laughs> take me back connect the coffee or something you know it's different i wish i wish we had the same tools then that we had now isn't that what everybody says oh my god that's what everyone says oh my but god. we I, I no i mean yeah it, it's true it is extremely true but i'm sure you know our parents would say the same thing and their parents would too but like mm-hmm. it is what that is but um yeah like but still i talk to you know my friend moment all the time and be like dude like if we would have got all of our ciphers that we used to do growing up when we were 16 if we got those things recorded bro me beatboxing and him rapping like it was just insane and me making a beat on a table and him rapping it was just insane if we were able to capture those moments the way we were able to capture them now like we would you know un- be untouchable oh uh, so can you set the stage for me real quick it, what was a cool experience, something that's memorable, like a core memory of you doing something at school? I remember being stepping up into uh, one day I was stepping up into a cypher and I had not told anyone that wasn't a close friend that I was a rapper. And I rapped for the first time in front of someone. And I realized at that moment that uh, when you rap, you kind of tell people how you're feeling. <laughs> so, mm. so I was like letting everyone in and after they told me hey why are you so angry I was like I'm angry I didn't know I was angry I'm angry <laughs> they were like yeah you sound really angry and I was like oh wow so that was one of my first memorable moments I had better ones later where you know I killed a verse and stuff like that but what's something that you remember so uh, beatboxing with moment rapping is that one of the core ones yeah that's where a lot of it started um, that's, uh, that's also another organic connection I had back when I was 16 like Oh, wow. This is when I transitioned from a gospel church to a not so gospel church. It was more rock, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that. And I was sitting in the youth room, just sitting by myself. I had a big old afro at the time, and um, no dreads. No, no, no. No, these aren't these. Yeah. So I had a big. I started with the afro, you know, and then they went to dreads. Yeah. So I had a big old afro sitting by myself, and this dude. He was writing on a pad and pen. I was like, hey, you, you rap? <laughs> that wasn't an awkward question back then. Like, if I were to walk up to you, like, hey, you rap? Like, you'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. But, um, no, I was like, hey, you rap? He's like, yeah, man, these are the songs I wrote. I'm like, oh, that's dope. You know, I, I, I beatbox. He's like, what? And then we did ciphers. And then we got huge. And if we could have recorded that stuff. And that started our, our bond. That's why we're still as close as we are right now. Because of that moment. That's what started it all. And we just cult- kept cultivating that. And it's to what it is now. And it's going to be even better, you know? Yeah, that's cool, man. I, I love stories like that. I, 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 You know, I feel like they're in a cookie jar. Uh, do you know who David Goggins is? No. Okay, we won't talk about it. He has, he, anyway, he has a metaphor where he says in stressful moments of your life where you feel like you're going to give up, you, you need to remind yourself who you are. 
and you you need to have a cookie jar of these <clears throat> memories and these kind of affirmations like hey i got through that i can get through this i feel like on the days where um i am having such a hard time i guess believing in myself mm-hmm. i remember that moment where i after i saw eight mile and i went to my friend's house and we freestyled like i remember that moment i'm like hey you're doing it for that person and you're doing it for yourself now you know yeah. what i mean like, like yeah thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast it was really good to get a perspective of you that's just a glimpse of it uh, we should do it again and, and and definitely keep opening up this picture. I really like uh, I like the conversation that we have. I do want to end with the same question that I ask um, most people. Um, if there was a message you wanted to send to yourself in the future, something to look back on, what would it be? Pay attention to your surroundings and learn from it. Understand every situation you're in. Just understand where you're at, you know, and just try to... Uh, Learn from it. Learn from everything. Just let's say that. Learn from everything. Just learn from whatever you can. Don't don't look at negative sides of things. That's good. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Thanks that... for having me too. Like this was probably one of the best conversations I ever had. Like oh yeah. I don't know why, but like I just realized more things about myself and the stories of what cultivated me. Oh. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. So that's thank you for this opportunity, man. Really, thank you. You are welcome. I'm very glad that you said that because that's the whole reason why I'm doing this. Because when I did it for myself, I was like, wow, hi, me. <laughs> so, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah so, yeah. So, I hope that um, everyone else that you mentioned on here would love to be a participant. And um, we'll, we'll put them in the mentions at everyone who was mentioned today. But if you want to learn more, you, you can follow Illinois everywhere me at that out. name. Yes, you can spell it out so they know how to spell it, please. So how you spell it on social media would be I-L-L-A underscore N-O-I-Z-E underscore. Can't miss it. it. Can't miss it. You'll see it. Thanks again for having me. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a guest today. And as always, everyone listening, thank you for plugging in. Peace.